You are listening to the Savvy Painter Podcast, episode number 289. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Savvy Painter Podcast. I'm Antrice Wood, and I'm here to talk to you this week, as always, about art, art mindset, and what it is we do in our studios as artists. So I am getting ready to leave for a retreat. I'm going to be gone for about two and a half, three weeks. And I was in my studio this morning doing some work on my 100 portraits. I am past the halfway point, super excited about that. And you know, what's really interesting, I was talking to a friend of mine about the 100 portrait series and just about the fact that I feel like I'm just getting started with it. And I'm halfway there, 50 self portraits. And one of the things that we were talking about was, wow, it's amazing that you just keep like going and going and you don't get bored with it. And I know we've talked about this before in a previous episode on constraints. But it just really is proving to me again and again. And it's just always so fun to experience it and to be like, yes, this is so true. But the more constraints that I put on myself, the more freedom I have and the more my creativity just expands. It's incredible how a constraint can actually be the thing that expands your thinking and your mind. So that's kind of that I was thinking about that this morning. And I just wanted to say that somebody was another person on social media was asking me, what is it that you're learning? What is your experience from doing these hundred portraits? And there are many, but that is the one thing that just continues to blow my mind over and over again, like on a daily basis. So I thought I would offer that to you as just a quick little shot of yeah, this is the thing that is super exciting for me in the studio these days. If you haven't been following along on that portrait project, or you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm doing 100 self-portraits. I will have them all done by October 23rd. That's my goal. And you can find them on my personal Instagram account, which is Antrice Wood at Antrice Wood on Instagram. This actually might be a podcast episode about some of my experiences creating the 100 portraits, the 100 self-portraits. Because one of the things that has kept me in that ability to stay super connected with the project and really like I look forward to it every single day when I go into my studio to paint those portraits. Every time I go in there, I'm excited. So far, I haven't ever really felt like, oh my God, I have to do this. I go in feeling like, yes, I want to do this. And I'm so excited to go in and play with this concept. And I talk about this quite frequently with members of Growth Studio. What is it? What are the thoughts that you have when you go into your studio? And are you choosing them on purpose? Are you curating your thoughts? And the thing that I think is kind of interesting about this is probably when I first started doing this project, I had the thought of, okay, I need to do this. I have to do this. It was more like, okay, let's go. I said I was going to do this. I want to do this, but it had more of that flavor of this is something that I need to do, that I have to do. It was almost like an externally driven thing. And in past episodes of the podcast, I've talked about 
consciously curating your thoughts and what happens when you do that and how that creates your experience in the studio. And so today I thought I would, I got some questions on uh, Instagram and in Grow Studio, we talk about it a lot. So I've gotten a lot of questions about it there and with some of the artists that I work with privately. And curating your thoughts and developing the habit of thinking in a very particular way is so fascinating because at first it does require effort. At first it requires you to be aware of what your habitual thinking is and then to very consciously move into the process of choosing your thoughts, of curating your thought, of deciding, you know, I don't think it's as helpful for me personally when I go into my studio with any flavor of the thought of this is something that I have to do, this is something that I need to do, or this is something that other people are expecting me to do because I said I was doing it on the podcast, or now people are watching on Instagram for when I post those portraits. So it would be really easy to slip into the I have to do this or to allow an external any part of that would be like an external motivator for me to get the 100 portraits done. And I was very careful at the beginning to notice when that was starting to come up and to check it, to just be aware of it and to consciously decide, I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm not recognizing my own power in what I do and my choices to do things because it's a very slippery slope. So I purposely and very consciously chose to at first to be like, I'm choosing to do this. I want to do 100 portraits and I want to do them specifically in black and white. And I would just very quickly remind myself of why I want to do that. And all of that, it takes me longer to explain it to you than it does to do it. (laughs) But I would just kind of go in and if I noticed that I had any flavor of that, I would just think to myself, no, I'm here. These are all the reasons, all of my internal motivators that are my reasons for doing this project. The benefit of that, what happened with that is then it allowed me to just reminding myself that I did it in black and white in particular because I wanted to be able to explore these mediums in a deeper and more conscious and more profound way than I ever had before. And then choosing to do a self-portrait was also part of that. It was, let me just remove the obstacle of what am I going to paint today? I'm going to make it a self-portrait. So now that that's decided, I can just completely focus on how I'm doing the self-portrait, what I'm playing with for that day. And it's turned into this sort of really kind of rejuvenating experience for me in the sense that when I go into the studio, I also sort of purposely set everything else aside and I go in there as if this is the first and last time that I'm going to do this self-portrait. So I'm in that particular moment of me being in the studio on that day at that time painting my self-portrait versus thinking about, okay, I've already done 49 or I've already done 53 
what is this next one going to be related to the ones that I did in the past? I purposely don't do that because I know that having done them and having experienced them is enough to bring that into my current process. Hopefully that makes sense. But what I'm doing right there is I'm just purposely not analyzing any of the portraits I did before, not really thinking about them intentionally. I am looking at a blank sheet of paper and kind of asking my brain to respond to it as if it has never done a self-portrait in black and white before. And what will I do? And I can do that and bring in everything that I've learned from other self-portraits because I know that those other pieces of knowledge are embodied inside of me. And if they need to come out, they'll come out. What that does is it allows me to start exactly where I am. And I think this concept of starting exactly where I am is really, really powerful because it allows me to just be with this is where I am today. This is my mindset today. This is my current skill set. I'm going to enjoy and appreciate and just be with who I am today instead of looking back to the past. And by looking back at the past, I mean looking back at all of the other portraits I've done before. Or maybe for you, it might be looking back into the past in terms of like all of the paintings you've done before or all of the knowledge that you've gained before, all of the courses you've taken, all the workshops you've taken, all the paintings you've painted, all of that is in your visual memory. And what I'm finding is when I just relax and allow that to be there, trust that it's going to be there when I need it, then it makes the current painting that much more present. And that allows me to be in this moment of painting and responding to this brushstroke and deciding if this is what I want to say today about the thing that I'm painting, which in my case is the black and white self-portrait. And so it is a very calm and relaxing and self-sufficient way to paint is what I'm finding is I am just really 100% in the present moment with everything that I'm doing. Like this is the first painting I've ever done. And so there's no like, oh my God, is it going to be as good as that one? Or, oh, is it like, what will people think? Or, you know, none of that even enters my mind. It's just me, the paintbrush, the paint that's on the brush and how it is responding to the pressure of my hand? How is responding to the pressure of my hand and what that is creating on the substrate? In my case, it's lately, it's just been, I've been painting on treated paper. So how is the viscosity of the paint? How is that paper absorbing it? I am just 100% right there. And one of the things that's been really fun is that kind of presence and that kind of like, oh, I wonder, like it puts me in this feeling of, I wonder what's going to happen next. I wonder what this will do. One of the things that I was playing around with recently, because somebody asked me, 
a podcast listener asked me like, what do you do if you're just not air quotes, not feeling it? If you just don't, maybe you don't have that much time that day. And I thought like, okay, what if I just had 15 minutes to do a painting? How could I create something that checks all of my personal boxes for doing a painting, which would be like, allows me to explore my curiosity. It challenges me in a new way. It gets my brain thinking creatively. And what I decided is like, okay, I'm going to do a self-portrait with a house painting brush. So it's like, I don't know, three or four inches across. I'm going to do a self-portrait with a house painting brush, only black, and I'm going to use 10 brush strokes. And I did that really fast. I think it was maybe less than 10 minutes. It probably took me longer to get the paint itself in the viscosity that I needed for that to work than it did to actually paint the painting. I probably thought about it a little bit longer than I normally would and kind of like planned a few things out in my head. And then I just started going for it. And it's actually one of my favorite paintings because then I, you know, like I finished that and I still had another half hour, 45 minutes that day of painting time. So I was like, okay, can I do it in five brush strokes? And so I did another painting with five brush strokes. And I was like, that's fun. Can I do it in four brush strokes? And I just kept removing one brush stroke, one brush stroke. And I just played with it to see like, how can I do this? How can I get the essence of this experience that I'm having today in as few of brushstrokes as I can. And I ended up doing a portrait in a single brushstroke. So that was super exciting for me. And I don't think that's anything that I would have done if I wasn't in that sort of mode of deep exploration, allowing myself to really be in that moment. And then I went back the next day when I went back in my studio, I went I decided I wanted to do something different. So like I continued to play with some of other things that I had been thinking about and allowing those to come in or just flipping a page open on my sketchbook and just kind of going on top of what was already there. And all of it was still with this, okay, like this is a beginner's mindset that I'm bringing into this in the sense of I'm just, I'm not going to have any preciousness in this painting, I'm just going to be here 100% in this moment, no need to fight reality, no need to like, if this is the only moment that there is, then that's all there is. Because really, when you think about it, anything that we've done in the past, our past paintings are now the thought process behind that are now just a memory. And it's a very familiar memory, because we spend so much time thinking about what has happened in the past. And our future paintings are when we're not present in this moment, and we don't sort of just decide, hey, I'm going to just let go of the past, then future paintings are kind of filtered through our current lens, whatever it is that we're thinking about, however it is that we're interpreting the past. We're using that as the lens. We're using that as our lens. That is our sort of filter that we make decisions about what we'll do in the future. So it's kind of like you're just destined to repeat whatever you did before. And that is why for me, it is so important to just be very mindful 
while I'm painting about what is actually happening in this moment and have that sort of mindset of I'm not comparing anything that I'm doing right now. I'm not filtering it through that lens of something that I have already experienced before. I'm trying to create a new experience for myself with this painting so that I can see it through those fresh eyes so that I can make decisions that I maybe would not even have thought of because if I'm seeing things through all my past paintings in that way, then I have preconceived notions of what is possible for this current painting. Pretty interesting when you think about it. Anyway, so that's my approach and that's how I keep my thinking fresh. That's how I keep my mind from repeating the same idea over and over again, even though I am doing 100 black and white paintings, I'm really looking at each one as a fresh new experience. Or, you know, with the case of taking these paintings and trying to do fewer and fewer brushstrokes on each one, in every single one, I am looking at it fresh, looking at it new, trying not to rely on anything that I did in the painting before and just being super, super fresh with that. So anyway, after a few days, I decided I wanted to continue working on the single brushstroke and playing with that. And what I experienced in doing the single brushstroke portraits is that it takes that concept of slowing down to speed up in a whole new level. Slowing down to speed up in this way that I did it, I had like a really juicy loaded brush and I very slowly just looking in the mirror very slowly, creating marks, creating new, like twisting the brush, pressing harder, lifting it up so it's barely touching the substrate, coming back down harder on the paper and doing that like super, super slowly and then doing it again really, really fast. And all of this is just more and more ways of like, how can I look at this mark that I'm making right now? How can I slow down so that I'm only doing this one brush stroke? This is the first and last time I will ever do this brush stroke. And when I think of the brush stroke that way, I am present in the moment. I am really looking and really seeing, and I'm responding to the thing that I'm painting. That level of presence, that level of really slowing your brain down, being where your eyes are, seeing the shape, seeing the value, seeing, you know, in my case, I'm doing black and white, so I'm not really looking at color. But if this is, if you were practicing this in your studio, or if I were doing a portrait in color, I would be really tuned into what is happening? What am I seeing? What is that shape? How does the curve go? How is the line? What's the angle? What is the temperature of the color? How does that transition appear? How do I want to translate that onto my canvas? And really just looking and seeing and then responding to what you're looking at and what you're seeing and what your intuition tells you to do with that brush that's in your hand and the mark that you're about to make. 
that level of presence allows you to create in a way that I think oftentimes a lot of artists aren't really used to without realizing it. I think they go in and out of that very briefly, but there's so much of what is happening in their heads is their brain is somewhere else. Their brain is they may be making a mark, but they're not there 100%. They're thinking about whatever else they have going on in their life, whatever they're worried about, questioning whether or not it's the right mark. Like the second that you start questioning it, you're not thinking about the mark that you're currently making anymore. It's kind of funny when you think about it because a lot of artists, when I'm coaching people in growth studio, like a lot of times, like I know they really, really believe, but I'm, isn't that the same thing? And it really isn't because you're concerned about the outcome. You're not there with the brush, with the mark as you're making it. And it's very, very different. It might feel kind of subtle, but the what you get on your canvas when you have that level of presence is totally different. And you can really see it. You can really see it if a mark is made and your brain is somewhere else and your brain's not with that mark in that moment. So if you're really thinking like this is the first and the last time I'm going to make this mark, it focuses your attention and it makes your presence super, super concentrated on that exact moment. And what it does to your work is really, really beautiful and really, really amazing. So that's how I keep my brain fresh and keep my process fresh. And I just drop right into that flow state while I'm painting when I'm in that mindset. And I purposely cultivate that before I go into the studio. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about with things that I have learned from doing this project so far is the power of baby steps. This will be really quick. This is something, again, I talk about this a lot in Growth Studio, and I have, I'm pretty sure I've done an episode or two on this concept of taking small steps and allowing sort of like the compound effect of very tiny steps to create your results for you. So that I set myself up for that when I early on made the decision about how I was going to do the project and what the parameters are going to be on it. By doing it that way, by putting those constraints on it, and really, you know, I did spend some time thinking it through and kind of almost selling myself on my own decision that I was about to make. I made it so easy on myself so that when I go into the studio, I am taking all these little baby steps all the time. So I'm doing these single stroke or these limited stroke portraits. I'm also on those days, I'm also kind of prepping my canvas or putting marks down, putting like layers down on some surfaces that I know I'm going to use later. And I'm just like building up texture, adding some blind contour drawings, just letting those other starts be something that I play with. Not quite every day, but I have a large sketchbook, for example, and I just flip through the pages and just start adding on to each one of them so that the next time when I come into the canvas and I've flip through those pages, I'm like, okay, this is the one that I'm going to work on today. This is the one that I'll finish. 
And it all just flows naturally into each other. And every single time I kind of just put myself into that state where I don't need to reinvent the wheel and I can come at it from a very fresh perspective and kind of forget about everything that I've done before and just look and respond to maybe what I've already prepared, what's already on the canvas, what's already in the sketchbook or what it is that I want to create that day. And so by giving myself those baby steps every single day, and I make it so easy to have something to respond to. And it really, the long-term results of that just makes all of this kind of like a no-brainer. And again, that's why it's so fun for me to go in because I have created this environment for myself where it really feels like this whole series is me just going into the studio and playing. Like I've created that feeling for myself by the way that I'm thinking about it, the way that I've set it up, the way the decisions that I made ahead of time and just sticking to that. And it is just so much fun. So those are some of the thoughts that I have for you at this halfway point with my self-portrait challenge. Let me know in the comments if you are implementing any of the ideas from this. I would love to hear from you. And until next week, this is Antrice Wood with the Savvy Painter Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. When you are aware of how powerful your mind is, you show up to your studio differently. You notice the abundant opportunities to level up your presence in the studio. And when you do that, you stop worrying about whether or not you have a voice because you know it was already there. Now your best work comes more easily. Join Growth Studio now. I show you your blind spots and help you create confidently. Just go to SavvyPainter.com forward slash join.